Good evening to you, our dear listeners. Welcome to G24 Radio London this Sunday evening, which is about inspiring lives and building smiles. And right now, it's none other than my story, your story with Caroline Ruth, which is brought to you by Reinforce Recruitment Limited. They do offer recruitment of local and international healthcare workers to the United Kingdom, Poland, Slovakia. Bulgaria, Lithuania, Germany. And they also do student recruitment to the United Kingdom. If you need further information, you can reach them via their WhatsApp number, which is the mobile number, which is 074-2251-4031. And then also their email is info at reinforcedrecruits.com. And if you need further information, you can also uh, get in touch with us via our social media handles or on our WhatsApp number, which is 07760587103. Once again, it's my story, a story with Carolyn Ruth. And today is another day that the Lord has made. Uh, but before we do that, we want to wish our family, G24 family. We have some of our listeners, Agatha, that is Mrs. Brahma in london it was her birthday in the week we love you and thank you for listening to g24 radio all the time we have susan we have annette they all live in london and we wish you a happy birthday to you and all our blessings to you so today sunday evening is very special Every Sunday at 9 p.m., we always bring something for you. We have food for you to inspire you, to impact you. And today we do have um, very powerful people of God. That's the Mbazila family. That's Mr. Mbazila, Shize, and Mrs. Mbazila, Annette. They are really powerful, and they are resident pastors of um, Alpha and Omega, London. They serve under... Um, Pastor Hakim Makula, Samakula, and um, they've done a lot of things. They also do business. They're not only pastors. Wow, bless you, pastors. <laughs> <laughs> you do that. That encourages. I mean, Thank you do you. business. You do uh, past. You you do a ministry as well. Mm. So we have to do everything, and yeah, they are, they have a very powerful testimony. But before we go into that, they're going to say hello to you and tell you a little bit about themselves. We can start with ladies first. We start with Annette. 
Hello, our listeners. I'm glad to be here. It's lovely to be listened to. And uh, we can't wait to share our testimonies with you. Thank you. This is Mazila. Then Pastor Shizei. <laughs> Good evening. Thank you very much, Caroline, for having us at G24. And our dear listeners, thank you so, so much. Um, it's a privilege and an honor and a great opportunity ordained to us or given to us by the heavenlies. Thank you. And I hope God can give us a great time. Yes, of course. We're already <laughs> having a good time. <laughs> thank you. Thank you once again for coming, and we're honored You're to very have welcome. you. Thank You're you very welcome. So um, you've got a powerful testimony, mm. and there's something that um, when I read through your biography, you mm. said um, that God reveals, God reveals to to redeem, mm. God reveals to tell the truth, and um, Mrs. Mbazila on it had a challenge of cancer. Mm. God revealed it before, mm. and God healed you. Mm. I mean, cancer. You know, when you hear cancer, mm. you just know. <laughs> Mm. Whoever gets to know about that, you just don't know. No, I think it is death, mm. which could be the reality. Mm, mm. So, um, yeah, tell us about that. What happened? We um, can start with. Um, let's first start with <laughs> with with Pastor Shizai. Okay, yes. yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, Caroline. Um, obviously, uh, God is a great God, and uh, and I use that statement to say that God will always uh, uh, reveal to redeem. Um. And uh, I, I just thank God that he's given us the blessing to be alive today, to witness his goodness. Now, um, as you said, when you hear about cancer, you know, um, you know it is a death sentence. That's just true. like any other uh, form of disease that mm. may, may affect a person's life. It could be HIV. It could be... Um, it, it could be... Um, sickle cells. Uh, uh, being diabetic or mm. sickle cells. But um, this God that we serve... He created us in his image and Amen. God exactly knew. And the Bible says that he knows our going out and our coming in. That's true. So before uh, my dear wife, Annette, who is here, lovely wife, was diagnosed by cancer, we, we were going to a place to pray every Friday. It was, it was a person's house, a lady called Barbara, and they had had an issue with their child. So um, we, we, we started going there and started praying with them there. And a group of people. Now, this lady, very prophetic, but very, very simple. She mm. said to us, I can't see Annette standing and there's lots of ants around her. But God is saying that all is well. But the ants were very many, but she was standing in the midst of them. Now, to, to the human sense, it may be a bit uh, daunting to... to, to it could be scary to for you to think about you standing in ants. In ants, yes. And you don't know the real meaning of it. But the truth of the matter is, God would never leave you in suspense. Amen, amen. And for people like uh, like us who are Christian, the next step of your of your journey would then be speaking to God in prayer, for you to reveal that. Despite the fact that in that in that uh, word of wisdom that came, we did not go away and seek more prayer. But we prayed. We after, prayed. Yes, we kept on praying. The, um, the prophecy. But we didn't know it was cancer coming. Now, it's after maybe a year or two, if I remember very well, that, we were, that she was then diagnosed. And that was a whole lot of things that happened there when she was diagnosed with, with cancer. First of all, a blessing came to us. We bought our first house. After we moved into that first house, we were trying to bring my mother-in-law and she passed away. When she passed away, 
Annette Sanya. went back home to Barihama, but wherever she would, whatever would hit her, because you know back home we go and we carry wood and we carry, but wherever she, you know, things hit her, the place would become black. Black. But little did we know that, um, you know, there was something wrong. Yeah, and actually, before you continue, Pastor Shizé, mm. we can get to Annette as mm. well. So Annette, when um, the sister, Sister Barbara, said, you know, when someone prophesies, always prophecy, to be honest, we want <laughs> the good. I'm seeing God is blessing you with a big house or a big mansion, you understand? Yeah. But then you're praying and then she tells you, I'm seeing it standing. I mean, in ants. I mean, it's something weird. That's very scary. How did you feel about that? Well, at that time, you know, like... Uh, um, most people can prophesy and it's up to you to open up your heart and take the prophecy or you just brush it off. So I was like, okay. And then they started talking about what it implicates. So what does it uh, mean to be standing on these ants or what do ants mean? So then they said it means diseases or any illness. And in, in me, I thought it could be any illness, you know. Like, you don't definitely go to the deadly ones. Like, okay, I'm going to have cancer, I'm going to die, da-da-da. No. But in me, I was like, okay, well, God is by me. I never felt, like, so scared then. Mm. then. It takes so much by the way to scare but me. By the way, when you say you, you didn't get scared, I mean... I think it's, it's it's about even the level of maturity because mm. once you get to hear something like that, you're going to be scared. Mm. But you, you you'll don't be get frightened. Scared. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the truth is, uh, when it depends on the level of uh, spiritual maturity, right? That's correct. And also at that time, we we hadn't been uh, because we got saved in ninety eight. Ninety eight. Wow. Yes, mm. in ninety eight together. On the same day. On the same so day. On the same day. Mm. Yes. You give our life to Christ day. on this. On the same Don't even know you'll be husband church. and wife. Wow. <laughs> we 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 when we w- he came to h- this country in ninety seven, mm. and I came in ninety eight. But we knew each other from ninety six. So you'll be friends even before you got married. Yes, we were friends before we got married. So then we went to the same the person who took us to this church, which was Pastor Kim's church was the same person who was a friend. Who wow. was a friend to Pastor Schultz, my husband. And so he said, okay, let's go to church. And we ended up in the same church. So they preached and I stood up first to go and get saved and they followed me. Because mm. mm. I was crushing like on her. Fast, yeah? Exactly. <laughs> and then I had to follow you. And, and isn't <laughs> she was my vocational crush. <laughs> so, so Pastor she said, did you give your life to Christ because of that? Maybe. <laughs> could be. It could be. <laughs> oh, it was another benefit. <laughs> it could have been, it yes. Showing me he's now... Clean. Where she goes, I go. Mm, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's good. I mean, with that friendship beta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really Absolutely. Good. Yeah, yeah. So, so then at that, and when we got saved, we were on fire. Mm. And we used to go to uh, Pastor Mama Mary's, Bishop Mama Mary's church. Mm. Yeah, Tower of and Prayer. Tower of Prayer. At that time, we would go for prayers. Yes, like prayers. Yeah. We would just go there for prayers. Uh, they had their counseling every day. day counseling from them and it was really good uh, so they, they he matured so fast like you can imagine now he's a pastor mm. so yeah <laughs> he matured so fast and he was my rock in prayer and all that and and he was given a prophecy at that time by the way he was given a prophecy by bishop mary ranga that he will be a pastor, and I rebuked it then, then. And oh, you didn't want to, to, get, ma- <laughs> to said, get married to uh, a pastor? No, in <laughs> yes, a million years will I be a pastor's wife. 
Wow. And she looked at me, she said, mm, you're joking. You're going to be a pastor's wife. I said, I cannot be a pastor's wife. And, and then you go now, you are. <laughs> yeah, and she told me, how will you stop it? So as years rolled by, I was like, oh, that so, has passed. So, so when you get, you go to um, news of, um, I mean, when you got to know, you were fully grounded. Yes, in the word, in faith, and in prayer. Mm. knowing that God is in control. Mm. Wow. It's, it's really good. It's like when you go to make plantations and the, and the ground is ready to receive. So the germination will be so quick. And at that time, we used to go everywhere seeking for the word of God. Like mm. if we hear conferences, everywhere would go. So this lady turns, uh, turns up in this meeting. Her name was Alice. Actually. Alice, yeah. Alice, yeah. yeah, at Barbara's yeah, house, but the Barbara's lady was called house. Alice, yeah. Oh, okay. mm. and, uh, she lives in Port, Portsmouth now. Yeah, and then she mentions, oh, I'm standing in the midst of this, and this is what she's, uh, a vision she's seen. And this lady, I had never met her. I didn't know her personally. Mm. So uh, I was like, mm, okay, I'll take that, but we'll believe. And she said it's well. And she also said, God said to her that there is a way out. There's out. a way out. Yeah. And that That's was, what God does. was mm. very comforting mm. to know that something is coming your way, might be challenging, but there is a way out. Yeah, when you say, when you speak of that, it's mm. very important, especially these days, because some people do get prophecy mm. when it's, th- it's, I mean, it's so scary. Mm. But what I get from that. You got the prophecy and encouragement, and I think it's the way it's supposed to be. What what, mm. what would you think, Pastor? She's yeah, I I do believe. You know, I I just say to you, God, and and this is this is really important for the body of Christ. God speaks, but when He speaks, He speaks in authority. Amen. And that's why you need to understand, or the body of Christ needs to understand, that the authority of the Word of God is His Word. Whenever God says that there is a problem and there is a way out, the Bible says that there is a way that seems right to a man, but at the end of it all is death. Mm. But the way of God, the path of the righteous, shines now and forevermore. So as, as just people, as long as you're standing justly with God, God will always make your path shine. Amen. Now, when prophecy comes we need to check it with the word of God. With the word because of God. God, even if he's prophesying doom, I'm now doing a study on the book of Ezekiel, but whenever God was prophesying, he was also showing them a way out. So it's supposed to be like If that. you return to me, yeah. I will do this. Yeah. If you come back to me, I will do that. So yeah. prophecy is good, but prophecy should be checked with the word of God. And that's, that's our true. comfort as Christians. That's, that's our comfort. Because people speak, but you go back to the word of God and see what, the God, what God is saying. He says, I'm your redeemer. Which actually, he says, I am your healer. Which actually means that despite the fact that I'm facing this problem, but I still have faith that the God that I serve, he will heal me. He can use medical science. He can use a person that can pray for you and there's instant and healing. Him, yes. But you can also have it through the medical, medical route. Medical route. Yeah. So um, now God... I mean, you got to know, just to bring you back, after two years, you said two years, mm. you, your wife goes to Uganda, yeah. Af- East Africa, yeah. and then, so, like, you could get uh, black spots. Yeah, so basically, my mother passed on suddenly in 2003. Yeah. 
No, we got married in 2003, yeah. August. August. My mother was there well and alive. So we came back. 2004, in August, she suddenly passed away. Basically like a, a week before our anniversary. Mm. So but we had lost a baby. Oh, you had even lost we, a baby yeah, before. Yeah, before we went for that. Because we, we had a wedding here. It was quite small. But we Very needed strong. to have a bigger wedding mm. with our family. So we had planned on going in August. But in April, we lost our first baby. Emmanuel. That was very sad. After you had lost a baby, mm. and then um, the mother-in-law, your mother, passing mm. away, mm. Yeah. and then some. Then the next step. I mean, things yeah. were no, were, were not mm. looking good at but all. But remember, we had had that. We had had the prophecy before yeah. that something yeah. was going to happen. But there was a way out. That, that was really really encouraging. Yeah. 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 But so then again, you you did not think that there would be like a, a one after the all other. All those deaths coming and very misfortunes so close to each other. Mm. So, like uh, uh, that time, it was uh, not even a year into marriage. Um, then my mom passes, but to be uh, to be precise, the baby was supposed to be born in June, uh, two thousand and three, and the no, the baby, yeah, July, I think. Then, then the baby dies in June, June or April, mm. April, I April, think. Yeah, yeah, April. We was supposed to be born in June. Yeah. And then that passes. So then we're healing and da, 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 da. And two months wedding. That was so tragic. Yes. Because I remember the lady who was making my dress was like, what have you done? How am I going to do this? Because you're supposed to have this one and now you're pregnant. And we're thinking, okay, if the baby is born in June mm. and the wedding is in August, um, how are we traveling with a two-month-old baby in Africa? But we're like, okay, we'll... we'll Cross that bridge when we get there. Because when the blessing comes, you cannot rebuke it. That's true. That's true. But uh, whatever it was, whether it was us thinking, oh God, what have we done? Um, the baby goes. And then we went to healing and then we went to the wedding and my mom was there. And we came back. When we came back uh, it, in 2004, my, ma my, my sister... Falls as is sick. My sister, we were living with my young sister, nice. She went, she had bronchitis, she fell ill. Totally ill and she was admitted badly. In this, I think that was around June. Then two months she's seriously sick. Like he was running around mm -hmm. because we had a young boy who were looking after my elder sister's uh, son. And, uh, and then we had her in hospital, and then I w we were both working. And then when she was ill in hospital, we were, had to take care of her in intermittent labor. He had to go to work, and I had to go to work, and, you know, whenever we had time, and she was admitted. Then in that August, when she was uh, still in hospital, suddenly we were called. My mom is passed away. That was so bad. It was so really sad, and it was sad. And um, then, yeah, so within a, that very week, I think it was less than a week, well, we organized to go to Uganda and we go to Uganda because they were like, we can't stay here long to, for the burial. So we went to Uganda for the burial. And um, as soon as I got to the, uh, to the village, on the day of the burial, I realized I had a bruise. Then Just out of, I mean, you don't even know how it came about. Yeah, mm. I wasn't carrying anything and all that. But you know, God has a way of bringing people to confirm to you what's happening. Mm. 
so then uh, um, overnight I saw another bruise. So on that very day of the burial, one of my aunties in uh, Washington had come for the burial. And her maternal auntie had passed away like a few months of cancer. And mm. she had the same bruises. And by the time they found out, she cancer had eaten the, all the inside of her. Yeah. So she told me, she said, I said, I don't know what happened to me. Like you're questioning yourself. I don't know what mm. happened to me. I haven't, you know, been bashing myself on the walls or anything. I don't know what has happened to me. She said, no, there are no, there are no bites on your uh, bruises. You can't see like insect bites or anything. And she said, I don't want to scare you, but I want you to go back to England as soon as you can and make a test of cancer. And I, I asked her, I said, why do you say so? Because I never thought in a million years. Now, I've already forgotten about that prophecy. And I'm not thinking, oh, it could be this same disease they spoke about. And then she said, you need to go back. And we buried my mom. And I think within a week, I came back. And I went straight to the hospital. Now, we had, we had a flat that we had rented out. But our names was still because we had bought that house as we said so we had a flat we had we had rented out and then we had tenants in there one of the tenants had um tb tuberculosis so when i went in hospital uh they checked on the address and so many names came down and one of the names was that um no that was before i went to hospital we were called in because mm. when she was found out that she had process, they called all of us in mm. to check. To mm. check. Remember, I've been told to go and get myself checked. Mm. I never did. Mm. So then a hospital the hospital calls The didn't continue you coming? You see how God is making a way of trying to save you. Mm. You're being adamant to go and get checked. But God has to go through somebody to make sure that you get checked. Mm. So then they called all of us who appeared on that address to go get checked. Now, um, our dear sister, who's no longer living with us, uh, that person who had tuberculosis, uh, they hadn't had, you know, like settled properly in this country. So we all had to go for their sake. And um, so we went to hospital, myself, my husband, and my sister, and they checked us. And Junior. And Junior, who was a young boy at that time like him. And they checked us. Unfortunately, it was me. They found something. And the rest of them were full. They, they discovered the tumor. <laughs> Yet you had even gone for another test. and No, they, they test, you know, they, they, when, they did, when they found out at that address that, uh, that our names were there, obviously there was this TB case. Now they knew that we are infectious within the community. <laughs> And straight away, you have to run in to get that check and start the medication. That's true. So when when they called us in, I remember we went to Erith Hospital. Was was a distance because that's the TB center in Southeast London, um, where we live. So they call us in, they do the checks, but we all go through and we are clear. But they see a gray area over on its mm. breast. Now, the doctors were really concerned about this tumor. And they said, hang on a second, you have got TB. They say to her, you have just come back from Africa, isn't it? 
You're, you have TB. Yeah, so we need, we need yeah. to get you on medication straight away because yeah. you are in the community. Remember, she was working as a, a community uh, carer, uh, support worker, support worker mm. and she was going into the community. They said, no, 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 no. We need to get you on. And that's why you see that we children of God, we've got to have our minds grounded in Christ. That's because very true. It was not TB. But the doctors were saying she needs to get onto medication. Right now we away. asked them, we yeah. asked them, listen, how long is she? They said, listen, she's going to be on that medication for six months until we can see that it's not. Because now as long as we are doing, we, we see that we, we, are, we are kind of sure that she must have contracted it. And she's just come back from Africa where there is, you know, high rates of TB. So we were stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, that was really very hard because... And the only way out was looking up to God. Mm. Now we tell this, this and they look, they look as if they are feebles or tells. But we who were going through that period, it was really a tough period. It was tough on us. It was tough on us as a community because within, a commu- within the community that we are, we are very, we are very vibrant people. We are, we we are, we are upfront. We we have got uh, voices. I, I mean, our voices are being heard within our community. So we we it was a bit difficult for us to now come out and tell telling people we have TB. If you understand oh, that, yes. eh? and it's more like you know when you're in the United Kingdom uh-huh. and. Those, these are things they feel like they are for East Africa, exactly. Africa at large, yeah. but not And here. remember, people came for the Lumba at home. You know, she traveled, she's come back. We are in the community, we are mm. in church. I'm leading. I'm leading people now. You come out and say you have TB. The first thing you do is you withdraw. That's very and that's true. why you see withdrawing is not a solution. And we need, we need as people of God and people within the community to fight stigmatism around anything. Let it be COVID, let it be. Because at the end of the day, when you then close up, you can never get help. Mm. Our dear sister that passed away, she closed up. Yeah. She would be alive today. Yeah. She, did. she closed up. But there's one thing of having a father over you, a spiritual father. And I thank God for the father that God gave us, Pastor Hakim. He said to us, listen, <laughs> I have walked with God. It's 30 something years. Go for the checkup. Do a proper checkup. You understand? For that, it was wisdom. That was really wisdom. Because the people that surrounded us said, you know, if she starts that medication of TB and any other thing, that is her downfall. Yeah, because, um, I mean, some people would have told you, ah, you know what? Okay, you can take the medicine, but let's... But that was really, really wisdom. Mm. So we're going to have our break right now. And when yeah. we come back, we're going to know what happened. Yeah. What, were you advised to go for a checkup? Yeah. yeah. And then what happened after the checkup? Okay. Our dear listeners, stay tuned. Thank you very much. G24 Radio. Inspiring lives, building smiles. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. Heaven and nature sing. Let heaven and nature sing. Let heaven and heaven and nature sing. 
Welcome back. Uh, those are beautiful sounds of Paul Balochi, Joy to the World. We are bringing our Christmas to you. Just have a good time. I know it's just um, one week away and we're getting for Radio London. We wish you a Merry Christmas in advance. Just keep the love going on. And today... We do have amazing people of God. That's the Bazila family. We have Mr. Bazila Shize, who is a pastor, present pastor of Alpha and Omega, and Mrs. Bazila Annette. And um, they have really a very powerful testimony. And there's something they say that God reveals to redeem. So before we went into the break, yeah. you, just, you said um, after going through everything and they, they, they want to put you on medication. Mm. Um, yeah, for those who have just tuned in, um, we, we do have um, past, uh, Mrs. Mbazila Annette um, was going through a situation whereby she didn't know she had cancer and um, she went through different things, losing loved ones and then she goes to the hospital, they tell her she's got TB and then afterwards it looks like it's not TB because they said it's a lump. They are being advised by their pastor to go for a checkup. So that's why we, we, we're starting from now. Mm. So, Pastor Chuse, mm. your pastor advises you to um, that you should take your wife for a checkup. Mm. So, what happens? Okay. Yeah, thank you very much. And thank you for that break. Um, I think it is well deserved. And thank you for hosting us. Uh, just really quickly, uh, we, we then, um, uh, my wife then, because the, the, the district nurses start, they start calling. 
there were rampant calls, you know, she needs to start, she needs to start, we can't, you know, she will do that check, but she needs to be on the medication. But my wife took a stand. Uh, she took a stand and said, no, 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 let's find out what the truth of the matter is. So we then go for a biopsy where they had to then, you know, put in an injection, insert it and then pull out that piece of meat so yeah. they can then do a test whether to identify whether it's a, you know, a, a um, TB or any, mm-hmm. anything. And when she That's went in for that, the un- unexpected happened. The doctors errored. They pierced the heart. They went for the wrong meat, the wrong, you know, the wrong sample. And in so doing, she woke up on this, you know, just like, you know, we wake up every day. We prayed. We believed God. I went to Dartford where I was working at the time. She then went to do her work. But, you know, during the day, we normally connect via, you know, a phone call and whatever. So mm. I called her number and the phone call wasn't on. Because remember, we are going in to try and discover what this issue is. Mm-hmm. We had a biopsy set up. So she goes in no more with her bread in the bag, her sandwich and everything. She thinks she's going to come out. She didn't come out from hospital that day. The doctors made a mistake. They pressed onto a, an artery and it started pouring blood into the heart sac. So and then, you know, it started compressing the heart. All she could hear on that bed, because she tried to get up, because after they did that, they put the injection in and pulled. Then they told her, get dressed and go. As she tried to get up, she just felt she was collapsing. Now all she could hear was doctors saying we are losing her because the blood then quickly started compressing the heart in the heart sac. I was in work. Remember that we've told you my sister-in-law was, was she had just gone for half a day at work. She comes home. I try to ring her number. I can't get through. And can't get through. In. And then uh, when my sister-in-law walks in, she walks in at about 3.30 she finds a message on the on from the hospital. They rang the home number and left a voice note that please contact the hospital immediately. Annette is not in good shape. She rings me. I remember I was with Pastor Andrew. She rings me and says, Listen, ring the hospital. I ring the hospital really quickly. The doctors say, Listen, you need to get here quickly because I don't think Annette is going to pull through. This is what they so told. Scary. But listen to me. There are prayers that we pray that may not be relevant now, but you keep them in the storehouse for wow. a time That's when you go right. through your desert moment. Um, actually, Pastor, we'll get back to that. Um, th- that's very, very important, mm. the prayers that we do pray, because sometimes things may not make sense. But we'll get back to that before we even like expand on that, because it's very, very crucial mm. for the body of Christ and people out there to know. I want to first ask Annette, um, you know you're the real person. Yeah. Mm. You're the real person. I mean, Pastor, I'm she's. I mean, I can see how God says that uh, God I'm joins and people become one. When yeah. Pastor Shizé talks about how you, what you went through, I mean, you can feel it that feels, he was feels like feeling he the was same right way. In the of it. <laughs> that's your Pastor Shizé. Yeah, I yeah, think that's he felt to be more like that. ill than I was. Yeah, you know, you know, he's. I'm already. Conv- I'm, I'm ready now. I can tell how. I mean, how you're feeling through him. Mm. He, he so, felt more ill than I was. Yeah. So, uh, so tell us, how did you feel when? Um, about this whole experience and the doctors doing 
um, um, errors and yeah. getting to know the news. So that day we walked, we agreed he goes to work. I said to him, I'll be fine. Go, you know, I'm a strong-willed person. I said, I'll be fine. I'll go to work. And, f- and in between my break, I'll go to the hospital and do the biopsy and I'll be out. And he said, really? I said, yes. So then um, he goes to work and my sister, by the way, was still ill. She was at home that day. So then I go to work. I go to work in the morning and lunchtime around one o'clock. I rushed to hospital. That's when I had the appointment, and uh, then I was told we're going to do a biopsy where they put a needle in my chest. Mm. They first numb you and they put a needle in the chest and push it between your heart and your lung to take a piece of of, of meat and go and um, of flesh and go and uh, test it where they were seeing that gray area. So I said, fine. I asked them, how long does it take? They said, oh, no, it takes a f- few minutes, and then you rest for about half an hour, and then you can go. I said, you'll be f- perfectly fine. So then we go through the procedure. Uh, but as we were going through the procedure, I was telling them, I'm feeling so uncomfortable. And they were like, no, we numbed you. I said, I need to be numbed again. I'm not feeling so comfortable. But, you know, um, the doctor said, I did that. You'll be fine. Let's finish the procedure. So he continued, even though I was feeling so uncomfortable. As soon as he leaves, I was like, oh, yeah, am I okay to go? And they said, oh, no, no, no. Wait, somebody will wheel you to the resting room. I was like, I'm fine. I'll walk there. So then I walked to the resting room where you have to be for 30 minutes resting and then you go. But I was counting myself. I was like, 15 minutes, I'll be out of here. Mm. And um, in less than 10 minutes, obviously they had taken out a, a flesh from the, from the heart and uh, so my heart beat, slows down because it's sagging in blood. Because mm. of that error that was made. Yes, and as the heart rate is falling, and uh, I started pressing the bell. That time I was still cautious. I pressed the bell, and, the, uh, and I said to the nurses, I said, I'm not feeling so well. I feel like I want to throw up. I don't feel so well. I don't want to, I want to sit up. But obviously, they know when someone is not so well. And as I'm, I'm fighting to sit up, they're fighting to put me back mm. down. And then I started, I could not he- see anything anymore. All I could hear was, we're losing her. And they're pressing, and calling the doctor. That. And the doctor is already gone, by the way, the one who did that. He's already gone. And um, so then they started looking for a doctor to come and stabilize me. They don't know what has happened. They want mm. to rush me back to, to the... Um, to the CT scan, no x-ray to see what is happening because it's a simple procedure. I shouldn't be like that. And uh, I was like, this is, is this a time? Am I, you know, am I dying? But at that time, you, 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 you focus on what is happening to you. You focus, you're like, now I need to feel better. I need to, because all, it's, you, when you see people dying sometimes, they're fighting with the heart. It's, uncomfortability mm. so it's the uncomfortability that I was feeling I was like if I sit up I'll be fine let me sit up let me sit up and they're like no we're losing her. we're losing her because they can see they've attached everything around my arms and my heart and and everywhere and they can see my heart rate is going down wow. but they don't know why so then they have to strap me on the bed and wheel me to to the x-ray to find out what has happened and then they did that, and they found that I had blood. But remember, they still know that I have TB because they've already made up their mind. Regardless of everything that's going on, they still convinced mm. that you they're have TB. They're still convinced that I have TB. 
So then he was at work and uh, the rest, I don't know how they contacted him. And uh, I got back to wake up. I was in this ambulance that I've never seen ever again. This ambulance, because they, this hospital, Queen Elizabeth, had just been opened, by the way. And it, is, um, uh, it it's n- doesn't have a heart department, things to do with cardio. So they had to take me to St. Thomas's. And that ambulance was there. So that means by the time they were like, we're losing her, they were calling an ambulance to transfer mm, me. Mm. So then they call him and they put him in an ambulance. He arrives at the time when I was put in an ambulance and they're like, you can't get in an ambulance. Now that shows you that how, how critical I was. Because normally you, we, you go in an ambulance with the person to mm, hospital. Mm. But they were expecting me to die in there. They were expecting me to die in Everything there. Everything was just getting tense as, and tense. Yes. As soon as he got there, he was with Pastor Andrew. Pastor Andrew was driving him. And they picked up my sister and they followed the ambulance. And I was taken to intensive care unit in St. Thomas's. So, um, so they take you uh, to St. Thomas, and so then they got to know from there that you no, have in in I think what she doesn't remember is this: is that at Queen Elizabeth they discovered, or they had discovered that they they, they had pierced, yeah. and the blood blood sac was full of yeah. blood, yeah. so the heart couldn't function. Yeah. but the consultancy that was made. You know, I wasn't there, but the consultancy that was made was that they had to do an open. They had to open and try and stop that bleeding so that the heart can function well. But the hospital did not have the facilities. Okay. So she was kept in intensive care, yeah, to stabilize her. And by the time I got there, they had stabilized, but she was in a very critical condition. Because yeah. they don't have a cardio ward. They don't have a cardio ward. And they asked me, they told me, listen, we have to take her to St. Thomas's. We've arranged there is a, a, a doctor there, a mm. specialist, to be able to see her immediately. You need to sign these forms. I told them I'm not signing anything now. I don't even understand. Because you don't know anything. So they I mean, say to me, just, listen, yeah. yeah, whether you sign or not sign, we are taking her. Because it's her life now that counts. What you say now does not count. Let's save her life. But she was all wired and everything. Mm. So the ambulance came because it was, uh, I think they brought it from St. Thomas's to Queen Elizabeth in, in Southeast. But they had to go with nurses and doctors because in case she didn't put, you know, any eventuality comes because they had to make sure the heart was stable until mm. she gets yeah. there. They had to do an open heart in, in the ambulance. So it was fitted as a theater ambulance. That's where they took her. And that's the ambulance that she was on. Very critical, very ill. Though she was making a bit of jokes there, but the doctor told me, this is serious, my, my, my friend. So we were rushed into St. Thomas's. And when we got there, the whole plan was that night she had to have, you know, have to have it open mm. so that they can then repair and have the heart function very well because a lot of things could, a lot of complications could come in, maybe loss of oxygen to the brain, you know, and the things. That's a big damage. Yeah, so they, they were trying to do that. But um, God was in this thing because we meet a doctor there and this doctor was born again and he goes into, 
in, he goes to a church in Lewisham. He's a Jamaican doctor. All the doctors that were working with her had masks and the nurses because she was isolated as a TB case with an operation that has gone wrong. But this guy, he comes in very calm, very calm and collected. He was like an angel. He had that glow on his face that I had not seen before. That no matter what the dark area it may look like, there is light. There is light. Yeah. God will never leave us. He says in his word that even if you go through deep waters, I will be with you. Mm, even if you yeah. go through fire, I will be with you. And this guy comes to us and says, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm the surgeon working, going to work with your wife. That was I'm, really good. Yeah, I'm going to try as much as I can to stabilize. I may operate, but at the moment, I can see that, you know, we are, we are on the right path. We've tried to stabilize her and she's in good shape. But I want you to pray. Well, well. Go and pray. And um, after everything that, I mean, um, they, she's been stabilized. Yeah. So is it, is it the same time they, they had to find out that she had cancer or? No. No. That was another. D- another yeah, that <laughs> was like two months later. Two months yeah. later, yeah. Yeah. Because so, this doctor, he walks, yeah, he walks in, he walks in and I ask him, I'm always, uh, you know, throwing jokes. Like, I don't want a very serious situation. Like, okay, if I'm <laughs> going to die, I'm going to die happy. So um, I, I said to him, how come you don't have your mask on? And he goes, I'm spirit filled. I said, oh, so is the spirit going to bounce off the TB? Of course, I know I don't have TB. Mm. And he goes, I tell you, my darling, you don't have TB. Mm. Between you and me and my spirit, you don't have TB. So then I asked him, what? You go to church. He said, I'm a born again Christian, and I will stop there. But I'm telling you, you do not have TB. A grave mistake has been made. Wow. Mm. So after that, you go. They send they, it off. No, they no. stabilize. Yeah, yeah. Mm. They said we need to find yeah, out. We need yeah. to find out what is what, what is happening. Yeah, what mm. is happening? Mm. He said, I don't want to scare you, but it could be something serious. But the Lord that has brought you here. That was so encouraging. That mm. was really he encouraging. was like an angel. Oh, Jesus is mm. good. I, you know, when you know you're facing something yeah. very strong, something that is so bad, and the then unknown. you hear, yeah, and then you hear person, someone walks in, yeah, you hear person who is telling you that you'll be fine, even though it's coming. Then you know that God is with you, mm. and that is the comfort we need when something like that happens in mm. your life. Wow, I know we don't have, um, I mean, a lot of time. Yeah, yeah but uh, just in the few minutes that we got, um, so how did you, I mean, can you briefly tell us um, how did this affect you as ministers and as family? Okay, now um, I'll, I'll just go back a bit and go forward really quickly because of time. Number one, when that doctor did that, we stabilized and we walked out of hospital, but the problem still stood. Now, this is something we lived with every day. Just like when we lost our baby, we stayed in the house with the baby in and it's tummy for two days because they had to then find a day. Just imagine staying with a dead baby in your body. You understand? For two days. But God is faithful. So, in a way, it affected us knowing that we are facing a battle. And this battle is grave. It's, it's big. That was very and big. And we needed a bigger God for this bigger problem. As, because we were young, we were very young. I mean, 
We're in our 20s. Yeah, we were young, young, inexperienced, just coming to the Lord. But we had that fire of the Lord burning in us. Now, despite the fact that we were affected, God surrounded us with good people that prayed around us. Mm. Our pastor, he prayed. He stood in the gap for us, checking on us daily. And this is what we need. That's the true love of God Mm. that we are missing these days, even in our church corridors. We talk about people rather than talking to them and embracing them. And I'm not judging anyone, but this is what has affected us. Because that love of God supersedes even your filthiness and it pulls you out. That's true. You understand? So we had a group of people that surrounded us with prayer. Part of them was our pastor. Secondly, people like Mama Mary and and, uh, Mama Nalongo, these were people that stood with us in prayer daily. Because remember, we had made a connection Mm -hmm. with them. Mm. with Tower of Prayer. Now, when they heard of our, of our problem, they said, listen, money we don't have, but what we have is good. Mm-hmm. And to us, that was a light. They stood in prayer day and night on an altar. Now, listen to me. When God calls uh, Abraham, Abraham did two things. He built tents, but built altars. We need to learn to build altars mm-hmm. because altars will remain Tents never remain. That's true. That's true. The Bible says he pitched a tent. You will move with the tent, but an altar will stand. So you ask me the question, how did it affect us? It affected us, you know, on the public front. But one thing we had, we had faith that God is with us. Because every day to us was a miracle. Every day to us, we were expectant of the goodness of God. Every day to us, we were seeing Annette recover. And recover through because that. Because you had faith. We had faith And the in people God. around you. And the yeah. people that surrounded us with prayer. With Alone, we couldn't do it. No. Alone, because we couldn't there, do there it. Because there could be moments whereby you felt like giving up and questioning, exactly. God, why are you? I mean, especially for yes. Mrs. Mazila. I mean, you went through that through pain and you could question God Not sometimes. only her, but I was also asking God. Mm. I have served you. And, and we've and tried you to work are with you. The husband yeah. and your minister. Um, sometimes I think some some men might might even give up and say, you know what? I, I rather I rather. But you stood by her. Yeah, you stood that you did not give it's up. It's the grace of God, I mm. must say, mm. because as as far as she was going through that pain, I was also going through that pain emotionally, and physically and psychologically, mm. because you have too many people to answer to. Everybody asking Ariatia, how is she? What is going on? What have the doctors said? What can we do? Da, 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 da. Let her eat this. Let her let don't tell her to go into this. Tell her no. And all these questions, you have to you you have to have the grace of God around you to be able to remain resilient mm. but yet broken inside. Do you understand? And there's something that you said as we almost finishing up. Yeah. You, um, you said the prayers that we pray before are very yeah. relevant. They are very how, relevant. How, so when we navigate through the whole journey yeah. and the treatments you're going through and yeah. everything, how can you link it up? Now, with, this is what happens. Process? After that, that same uh, scenario, they call Annette back into hospital St. Thomas's. They say, listen, we are going to open up that place because we need to treat you. We need to find out what that is. They open up and then they take the real mass they needed. Mm. Now, there are prayers that we pray, as I said, whenever they call us into prayer, please pray. The Bible says pray without ceasing because sometimes we don't even know what we are praying for. Mm. But the Bible says that our prayers, in Revelation, the Bible says that our prayers are kept in a port that the angels come and collect. I'm being encouraged you understand? to pray more. Mm. So, 
I encourage people to pray more because you don't know a time when you need those prayers. When because you can't it's pray. yeah, because there will be a moment in your life when you can't pray. I'm not That's if true. let let it be any pastor or woman or man that tells you they are praying always. There will be a moment they can't pray. And that's the reality. If a person tells you, for me, I pray and I pray whether I'm a problem, they are lying. Mm. There will be a moment you can't pray. Yeah. When your heart is downcast. Even David said, mm. my spirit, why are you downcast on me? He couldn't pray. It he was overwhelming pray. for it him. It is yeah. overwhelming. And, and, and we are human beings. And, it and is, we can do without God. And it is okay. Yeah. It is okay. That is good. And actually, questions out there, it is okay. It is okay. Because the questions, are, the, the questions need to know that. The, Bi- so the Bible okay. says that Jesus Christ made this prayer and said uh, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm. That yeah, even Father, Jesus did. Yeah, <laughs> that if it is okay, take this thing away from me. Yes. He felt it as <laughs> but, but <laughs> So, but but yeah. not my will. I mean, because it's our example, be. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's our example. If he was in the garden of Gethsemane and you go to that, I said, mm-hmm. Mukama, you take this thing, me, I can't manage. Okay. How much more me? Mm. You understand? But sometimes we throw a face there to show the world that we are immune. We are not. We are human. Yes. And things will come in our lives. So the prayers we make now, sometimes they are stored. That in the day when you need help, the angels will bring those prayers Prayers back. And and they will take you through that period. So don't stop praying, ladies and gentlemen. And for you that is going through a problem today, do not give up. Mm. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on your... You know, it took time for us to have children. More than 12 years. More than 12 years. More than 12 years. So was it part of the effect? Some of it was effect because Mm. obviously Annette got pregnant. Some of the pregnancies did not, you know, come through. Others went to different places. But still again today. Yeah, because I was also told to to take some time, like two years or so. Mm. After you go on chemotherapy, yeah. Chemotherapy. Yeah, you can't have... So how long did it take for you to get your healing? Oh, God. Uh, About six months of treatment. That's when we had the healing. Because it's 2004 that I was diagnosed. Then I came back in 2005. So it's 2005 that I was having the treatment Mm. for six months. For six months, yeah. 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 And then I was told, now you cannot have children for the next two years. Actually, I think it was three. For the next three years. Yeah, Yeah, because they said that, 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 yeah, it stays in your body. It's lethal. Yeah, it's It's lethal. lethal. It's something. When you're on chemotherapy, they cover it with black bag mm. you it, it's not supposed to be exposed to, to sunlight to light even to light, normal light yeah, not normal even light. sun yeah. no more light and some of the nights whenever i went to chemotherapy i would spend about a week without sleeping yeah i'm walking in the day you. and night it hits you your mouth is metallic you cannot eat you're throwing up the nails but went the hair went yeah, everything they said to me you're going to lose hair. i said i want to lose my hair it went and then I started losing my nails. Yeah, it affects differently to different people. And my my hands and my feet went black. Tot- and when I talk about black, now I'm light-skinned. It's totally pitch black. Charcoal mm-hmm. black. But you know what? Not at any one time did I think I'm going to die. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what kept you going? I kept on thinking, you know, we had Psalms 91. Mm. Psalms 91. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That was a psalm. We read and crammed that Psalms 91. Like food. Like food. We mm. ate it morning, evening, lunchtime. We ate it. Because there are promises in the Bible. The word of God is true. 
what he has said it will come to pass he sends his word he said he sends his word and it will not yeah and it will not go back to him void void it's like rain that comes down it will not go back without touching the ground for the for the people to get food and to water the ground for other things to happen but the word of god is true you have to believe it That's why God says we have to have faith without without faith. Yes. It is impossible without to doubting. Mm. Because when you doubt, you're like you get wavered away from your miracle. Mm. Mm. You are not trusting God. God is not human. He's not a son of man to lie. Yeah, that's mm. true. What he says, he says and it works. He will not repent for his word. Amen mm. and amen. This is really really powerful and I'm really encouraged because what I can really take, I mean, um you have to pray, to pray without ceasing, don't mm. give up on prayer mm. and have faith mm. and also what I can say to the body of Christ, love each other. Mm. Love each other is very mm. important mm. just like our guests have shared today. Mm. So pastor, she said just in one minute, um Uh, before you s- I want you to pray for some people out there who are mm. having critical illnesses yeah. but um in one minute I mean in a s- um, few seconds maybe what can you leave for someone who is going through the same situation um for for the one that has come into contact with God um I would say to you that um um where you are the situation is not yet dire there is still chance god can still give you an opportunity for you to be healed and come back the grace is sufficient mm-hmm. hold on to that for that one that has not yet come into contact with god i would encourage them to come into the family of christ because there are things that would cover you mm-hmm. under the family there is a special immunity that as children of god we have Amen. and that the bible says that those that know their god shall be mighty in the land and they shall do exploits so for that that has not yet come in please allow yourself open up your heart accept jesus as your personal savior there is that immunity Amen. that god will cover you with Amen. but i just want to encourage somebody with this verse i just felt it within my spirit right now isaiah chapter 41 and verses 10 it says do not fear for i am with you Isaiah 41 verses 10 Do not fear for I am with you. People are frightened about so many things, financial things, family. Some people mm. are dealing with children that are ill. Well. Mm. Yeah. And end of the year is crazy. You know, end of the, the year changes, people. Yeah. yeah, but God is now saying to us, do not fear. Amen. Do not fear. Do not fear because he is with us. Do not be dismayed because he is with us. For I am your God and I will strengthen you. Amen. God will Amen. strengthen you. He will see you through. So Amen. that word is for somebody that is listening in today, this Sunday evening. Do not fear. Amen. You may look at yourself and look at your situation and think, Mm-mm. but I'm saying to you, do not fear and do not be dismayed. Look up to God and he will see you through. Yeah, because regardless of everything, you even have the children, yeah. two children, great ministers of God. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah we thank yeah. the Lord so just Amen. pray for the people and then God. Father in the mighty name of Jesus we just want to thank you for such a great opportunity Amen. who would have known that that testimony will be aired out today in these studios in these corridors father but father it is you that has catapulted it to many many hearts people may not be going through cancer but it could be a different form of cancer 
trying to show itself in a bad way. But we have the covenant of the blood of Jesus. And I soak each one of us in the blood of Jesus. Anybody that has got an illness, I soak you in the blood of Jesus. That one that is going through a challenge, and I know we all have, I soak you in the blood of Jesus. And I pray that his angels may blow and hover over you. That spirit of strength, that spirit to go on, that spirit to be able to see things at a different level. I pray that your eyes may be opened and your ears may hear. And when you hear, like you have heard the voices today, your heart will be turned around and you may strengthen yourself in the Lord. I pray that God may go before you and see you through. And I prophesy over your life before the end of this year that you shall have a testimony. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed and believed. Amen and amen Amen and amen. And amen. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you so much for having us. This was really uplifting and I know that people are really uplifted and being encouraged. Thank you so much, Mrs. Mbazila Annette and Pastor Shizem Bazila. Amen. May the Lord bless you and wish you the rest of the Sunday evening. Amen. And our love to you. Merry Christmas. Our dear listeners. Merry Christmas to you guys. Our love to you. Merry Christmas to you and stay tuned to G24 Radio London. People of God, listen to G24. It is a platform that will change your lives. Thank you. Amen. Thank you and have a blessed rest of the Sunday evening. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. No.